Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of His word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, the experts in engaging children with the Word of God. Together, we will make sure you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Welcome to You Can Tell the Children podcast. Thanks for joining us for episode three. I'm your host, Corey Pennypacker, and I'm so excited to have my friend, Barb Cole from Moms in Prayer International on the podcast. Many of us don't even know where to start when it comes to influencing children with the gospel. But today, Barb is going to be talking about covering children in prayer and why prayer is such a great starting point. Barb will also be sharing about how Moms in Prayer teaches moms all across the country and the world to strategically pray for children in schools and how Moms in Prayer can help you. You can find today's show notes and resources just for you on our website. I can't wait for you to hear Barb and be inspired by her heart for children and for prayer like she inspires me. So welcome, Barb, so much for being with us. I know you have a busy schedule because you oversee the Mid-Atlantic area for Moms in Prayer International. I thought Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, Maryland, and that, is that DC, also D.C. too? That's correct. Wow. Wow. Well, thanks for being with us. It's my pleasure to be here, Corey, just because we are good friends and I am just so, I treasure your friendship. So I'm delighted to be here. Well, we have lots to talk about today about prayer for our friends. And first of all, could you please first introduce yourself to our friends? Sure. Well, my name's Barb Cole and I have been married to my husband, Ken, for 46 years. Even as I say that, I say, oh my, how can that be? <laughs> but we are blessed with two sons. The oldest one, David, is married to Robin, and they have three children. They live in Mississippi right now, which is their home base as they're on furlough from the mission field in Southeast Asia. Our younger son, Brian, is married to Amy, and they have one daughter, and they live in Auburn, Alabama. But Ken and I live here in York County, Pennsylvania, which is actually where I was born and raised. But for at least, I think, about 20 years of our married life, we have lived in Alabama, Mississippi, and Connecticut before coming back to my home state of Pennsylvania. And we've been here for going on 30 years now. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, we're so glad you're here in Pennsylvania. I'm from Pennsylvania, too, which is why Barb and I are friends. We get to see each other. But I was so impressed with the Moms in Prayer International. So can you tell our listeners, what do you guys do? What is Moms in Prayer International? Oh, yes. It's a ministry that has been near and dear to my heart for 24 years now. Basically, what it is, is gathering moms, particularly locally, to pray for one hour every week for their children and their schools that their children attend. Now, it started grassroots with one lady who was just interested in finding other moms to pray with her for her sons going into middle school. But over the past, um, I think we're 30, 
35 plus years now, however, do the math, since 1984, we are now international. So all of these local moms and prayer groups are connected internationally now. But it remains the same as when it started praying for children in schools. Right, right. And that's how I met you because moms and prayer groups were praying for the schools that Bible to School was in. And it just paved the way for us to be able to share the Bible in public schools. So we kind of go hand in hand in the public school arena, don't we? Absolutely. It's great when ministries like Bible to School partner with us in Moms in Prayer because we have that direct connection. We can be praying for you and you can be in contact with us and how our prayers are getting answered and how we can more specifically pray for you. Sure. And how do those prayer groups work, Barb? Yes, yes. Each group has a leader. And if they're fortunate, they have a secondary leader. And this leader prepares for that one hour every week. And I say that we started locally. You know, we would gather moms together in our homes, in churches. We never meet on the public school campus. We can meet if it's a private school. Sometimes those private schools will give us a space to meet. But we meet in homes. We can meet in parks. We can meet anywhere where we can gather other Christian moms to pray with us for that hour. So the leader prepares a prayer sheet because we want to remain faithful to that one hour. Moms are busy moms, and we're asking them to give up one hour, one (laughs) hour every week. So we stay very faithful to that. We start and end on time, and we stay focused, and our strategy is to pray through what we call the four steps of prayer. We begin by praising God for who he is. We have a silent confession time. We have a Thanksgiving time where we thank God for answers that we've seen specifically to our prayers. And then we have an intercession time, which is why we are gathering together, because we specifically pray for our own children and for the schools that they attend. And then we pray for any school concerns and we pray for moms in prayer. And we pray very specifically, and we use scripture, we cover our children in scripture, and it's amazing what we can accomplish in that one hour because we pray together in what we call one accord. We are in agreement with one another and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit guides us through that, even though the leader has prepared ahead of time with a specific attribute and prayer sheet, but the Holy Spirit guides us. So we are in one accord, and it is powerful and we accomplish a lot during that hour. Now, you said the word strategy, prayer strategy, and I had not really heard that very much. And, I, and someone said to me recently, they said, well, you have, you have strategy for everything else in your life. You know, you have strategy in your work, you have strategy in your home, who's going to pick up who from the soccer field and all that kind of thing. Why wouldn't you have strategy for prayer over your children? and their schools as well, because they're going out into the schools. It's not always a safe place. It's not always a happy place. Although our schools try to do as best as they can in caring for our children, but we are, we're their, their parents, we're their, their people in their lives, we're their aunts, their uncles, or grandparents. We are stable people that we, we want to breathe into them, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and to strategically do that, knowing that they're coming up against you know, challenges in their lives. Right. And I don't know about you, but as a mom, I'd rather just take the punch than have my kid, my child get hurt or anything. I'd rather do that than that. So praying for them is very, very strategic. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And I have to tell you that probably before I became involved in Moms of Prayer, I was not very strategic. I have to say a lot of my husband and I have prayed for our sons since before they were conceived. But I have to say that most of my prayers were in response to crises or in response to what's happening, circumstances. And so I was just very upfront, like, okay, help, help, Lord, what do I do about this? And when I came to Moms in Prayer, I came to understand that those prayers are okay, yes, but God wants us to be more deep in our intention and our strategy for our children, and particularly the schools that they're attending. And that became very obvious as my sons entered public school in kindergarten. It was like, oh, I can't be haphazard about this and wait and and pray responsibly. I have to be intentional and pray ahead of time. There are certain outcomes we wanted to see, and that's what, you know, focused me. But it was not until our oldest son was in high school. He was a senior in high school, ready to go to college when I heard about Moms in Prayer. And I'm thinking, oh, all those years that I missed out on this. But God is so gracious because he just very early on, as soon as I started voicing those things to other people, he started saying to me, Barb, nothing is lost in my economy and in my time. And this is your perfect time for you and your family and your sons. So I really learned a lot from Moms in Prayer about praying strategically. Well, you bring up a good point. So what are the age groups of Moms in Prayer groups? Mine were in elementary school when they had groups in my school. Mm -hmm. When I first became involved in Moms in Prayer, we were targeting starting at elementary. And as we look back now, I mean, I was a little narrow focused because, you know, I'm thinking, okay, we start in elementary, we pray them through elementary, middle school, high school. Now I'm praying them through college. We get moms that start the moment they have children and we have preschool groups as well. And I see the advantage of getting moms onto praying strategically for their children, even if they don't find other moms, you know, at birth or toddler stage, they will find other moms in those stages. And if they can start praying through the four steps and be forward thinking, I mean, they're preparing these children to go into school then. So we we love seeing elementary groups that bring in even moms of preschoolers because then we can say this is what's happening in our schools this is what we're what you need to be preparing for and we've walked that road ahead of them and it's such a great inspiration and encouragement and mentorship for these moms that are preparing their children to enter school. So it's never too early. I get requests all the time from mamas that say, I just had my first child. And I'm like, hallelujah, you're starting right at the beginning. This is good. (laughs) So we talk a lot about God's stories at Bible to School, things that only God can do. And I have a God story about moms in prayer. I got a phone call from a different part of our state And they were asking about how to get Bible to school into their school where they could we could teach the Bible during their lunch and their recess. And pretty much I was told that they had been waiting for a program. They've been praying for a program for 30 years. And it was a moms and prayer group that was growing. Doesn't that give you chills? And it does. So we've been prayed for before we even got there. And everything kind of took off. They had 10 kids. And then they ended up within the past three years, 250 children that came through the program, all from 
moms starting to pray or, or parents praying for their children or grandparents praying for their children or just people praying for their children because they want them to know Jesus and they want them uh, the scripture in their lives as a basis. So I don't know, do you have any God stories, any, any age group from your moms in prayer groups uh, praying and, and asking, what is, it, what is it, Matthew 7, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and it will be opened to you. Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to School kids. My mom says she connects with God every day. How do you do that? As we have been hearing from Barb, prayer is one of the most important ways we care for the spiritual life of our children. This child saw and heard her mom setting the example of regularly connecting with God. And if mom thought it was important, then her child thought so as well. We know that the best thing for this child would be to have some prayer time with her mom, that they would take some time to simply talk to God together, if only for a few minutes. Be encouraged that the children around you see and hear your faith in action and the example you set, especially when it comes to prayer. I could keep you all day with God stories, but I, I did choose just one for myself personally and then another for our schools. Personally, it was how I became involved in Moms in Prayer. As I mentioned, our oldest son, David, was a senior in high school, and we were living here in Pennsylvania. He graduated. Both my sons graduated from the same high school I attended, which I didn't think would ever happen. That was not the original plan, but he's a senior, and he's preparing to go to Auburn University, which is 850 miles away. And if that doesn't strike some fear and trepidation into a mama's heart, because I'm not going to know what he's doing every hour of the day. I'm not going to know if his faith really took root for himself. Yes, he was baptized. He professed faith in Jesus Christ. But when they're away, you know, they're outside of our control. And so it was at that time that a friend of mine asked me if I'd ever heard of, it was Moms in Touch at that time, but I'll continue to call it Moms in Prayer because that's what we are. She asked me if I had heard of this ministry, and I said, no, what is it? And she said, well, it's moms who gather locally to pray for their children and schools for one hour every week. And I said, I don't know why I haven't heard about this, but that's all I need to know except how do we get this going? So her and I started a group. She happened to be a hairdresser, so she asked some of her Christian clients. I asked some of my friends, and we started praying. And I have to say, those women rallied around me. They all had children younger. They were either in elementary, middle school, or high school, but they were younger than mine. And I just shared with them how my heart was heavy about David going to a university, and he knew no one. All he knew was, God's calling me here because I want to be a landscape architect, and this is one of the top five in the nation, and he's calling me there. He had decided that before he ever saw the university. We lived in Birmingham, Alabama when both boys were born, and make a long story short, David, when we left there to move to Connecticut, said, don't worry, I'm going back to Auburn someday, and we're like, what five-year-old knows what they want to do? But uh, he did, apparently, <laughs> and So, but I said, he doesn't know anybody there, and I want to make sure that his faith remains strong, and it would be great if he got a Christian roommate, because he's just throwing his name into the pot, you know, and the, the university's going to choose, but I said, I want God to choose. And so these ladies fervently prayed with me that this would happen. And so when we went down that fall, of course, I, I was praying with them for their concerns for their children as well. But we got down there that fall, got him settled in, and lo and behold, his roommate is a Christian. We can tell. So we went to lunch. I said to his mother, I said, I am so 
<laughs> excited that John is David's roommate, uh, our son David, because I've been praying in a Moms in Prayer group for this. And she looked at me and said, oh, no, no, you are answers to our prayers for John. And to tell you the truth, I've been praying in a Moms in Prayer group as well that John would have a Christian roommate. Now, John's from South Florida. David's from Pennsylvania. They connected at Auburn University, not because the university connected them, but I believe because God connected them. That's my God story about how he answered my prayers. John and David remain friends to this day. And of course, our theme verse is is Samuel 18, verse 1. Um, Jonathan and David's hearts were knit together. <laughs> and they remain close friends. John is a pastor in South Florida. Our son is a missionary in Southeast Asia. And God has just been faithful all through their college years and beyond. And his mother and I had an opportunity to go to Venezuela to share that story on a mission trip to share Moms in Prayer there. That's more God stories about that. But that's my personal God story of how God hears the prayers of moms. He cares about our children when we pray strategically, we want this generation, we want all future generations. We are not giving them up to the enemy. And it requires us to be intentional and focused and very clear about what we want to see happen in our children in schools. And that's why we start with prayer. Exactly that. You answered that question. Why do we start with prayer? So you had another God story you want to share? Yes. Another God story involves a family in our community that are of Mexican origin. And the oldest child they had became involved in what in your county would be the, the equivalent to Bible to School. It's under Joyelle Ministries, and it's now, it was release time, using that release time law that we have the right to do, but they call theirs Bible Adventures, and he was convinced to become part of that, and as a result, he came to have a relationship with Jesus. He's one of those many that we chalk up and say, yes, he now knows Jesus. He's committed to a life of that. Well, he came home from there one day. He and his sister used to stop in at our house on the way to school and on the way home from school, and I would help them with homework. But he came home one day and said to me, Miss Barb, you want to know what I learned in Bible Adventures today? And I said, what did you learn? He said, my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. He had never heard that specific terminology before. He said, and I'm so excited. It's because I know Jesus as my Savior, and he's my Lord. And his little sister, who was not old enough to go to Bible Adventures yet, looked up and said, well, what do I have to do to get my name written there? <laughs> and I looked at her brother Caesar and said, why don't you tell her? And he did. He shared the gospel message as he understood it, and she understood it. And so he said, so all you have to do is pray and ask Jesus into your heart. She goes, could we do that right now? So right around my kitchen table, before they went to school, she prayed to receive Jesus because her older brother knew how to articulate his faith. And so that was just such a God story. How important it is for Bible to School and Good News Clubs, whatever ministries are doing these, but especially Bible to School, to reach these children, to tell the children the truth about Jesus. And they have the opportunity in early age, not only to become a believer, but to bring others alongside and become evangelists right at the very beginning. Amen. You, you're preaching it. That's awesome. 
uh, I'll tell you what, we are, our time is coming to a close here, but I am just excited about Moms in Prayer. I hope our listeners understand that it does start with prayer. Everything starts with prayer and to strategically do that with these children over your children, even before they get up in the morning or over them at night when they're sleeping. Even my teenagers, I had done that too. It does matter. God loves these children more than we do. And so uh, releasing them to him every day is really, really important. I just prayed for my my older son who is in construction now and he's up on scaffolding today. Mm. I can't be with him. He's 20 some years old, but you know what? God can, and he is, and he's all knowing, all powerful and everywhere. So that prayer strategy is important, but Barb, can you do me a favor and can you pray over our children and everybody's children that the circle of influence that everyone has, parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, Sunday school teachers are all listening. Yes, absolutely. Father God, we praise your holy name because you loved us first and you love our children even more than we do, and that's hard for us to fathom. And you love all children. So, Father, I ask that you would convince all adults who are believers in you that they have a role to play in this generation and in the next generation and every generation to come until Jesus returns to tell them about Jesus, to give them the opportunity to accept him as their Lord and Savior and then live an abundant faith-filled life. Impress upon every believer that it is their responsibility to pray for, to build that firm foundation of prayer into the lives of these children, and then to speak into their lives at any opportunity that they have with love and kindness and gentleness to share Jesus with them. Father, we don't want anyone in this generation or future generations to be stolen up by the enemy. We want to rise up bold and pray for them, and we want to see that there are Bible-to-school programs in every school in our nation and around the world even, and we want to see every school covered by a Moms in Prayer group around the world. That's our vision. That's our mission. And Father, I pray you will build up a mighty army who will come and stand beside Bible to School and Moms in Prayer to exactly see that happen in our lifetime and to sustain these Bible to School programs until Jesus returns. We know that this is a big task, but you are a big God and nothing is impossible with you. So we pray and ask and will be watching for the movement of your Holy Spirit, bringing revival and spiritual awakening around the world. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Barb. I have one last question for you. How can we get involved in Moms in Prayer? Well, it's very easy, especially in this day and age where everybody has access to the Internet. I would suggest that you go to www.momsinprayer.org. Very easy to remember. And there is, at the very top, there is a Get Started tab. You go to that, and it will take you to explaining who we are, what we do, and you will have option to click on either Start a Group or Join a Group. 
So moms, fill out that form and someone will contact you and either connect you to an existing group or help you get started in a new group. Excellent. Well, I hope you get to do that. And thank you again, Barb, for being with us. And you have a great day. Oh, thank you. It's been my joy. So I hope you enjoyed learning more about how prayer is just so vital to start with when we're teaching children about Jesus. Go to our show page to find out more about moms and prayer. And what Barb talked about is how to join a prayer group. Share this episode with a friend and also connect with us on Bible to Schools Facebook and Instagram page. We'd love for you to start exploring a Bible to School program for your local school. So reach out to us through our website at BibleToSchool.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com. Next time, we're going to teach you how easy it is to introduce the Bible to children on their level and give you some tips on using everyday items around the house to spark interest about the Bible and our amazing God. I can't wait to talk to you next week. We'll see you then.